Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. Can you see how big this beanbag is? That is huge. Up to my, like, thighs. Uh Uh-huh. That's great. Is it comfy? It's comfy. Pretty comfy. Yeah. It's um, memory foam, so it's a little bit more firm than, like, their Mm -hmm. traditional beanbag chair. Uh, But it's very comfy. And I bought it because I'd been doing a lot of... um, reading in bed yeah isn't good for you so chase was like you should buy something comfy external from the bed that you can get cozy and to read and then use the bed for sleeping yeah Mm -hmm. yeah hi hello my friend how's it going that's going good how are you doing i'm doing okay yeah yeah I've i've had one all day You've had what? Headache all day. Oh, yuck. Uh, yeah, I'm staying warm. It's it's warm here. It's been oh. like 50s and 60s the last two days, so oh. all of our snow is melting. How about you? Did you guys get like just shit on with snow? Did that happen no, to you? No, we that didn't get like east? a ton of snow. No, okay. maybe an inch. Okay. It's just been cold. That's Ugh. it. It's just been cold. I hate that. I yeah. hate that for you. Mm. We are just fluctuates so much. So Chase came home and he was like, I think it's warmer outside than it is in the house right now. Because our <laughs> house is always cold. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I told, um, I'm taking a marketing class. Yeah. To finish up my certificate. And I told my, uh, my fellow students that were doing the podcast Nice. So uh, I told them that it gets a little raunchy. Hello, new and listeners from Jennifer's class. Yeah, hello, new <laughs> listeners from my marketing class. I think it was just one person, but hello. Shout out to you. Um, <clears throat> I made a new friend recently as well. We had... <gasps> oh, you did. Yes, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her, and I'm just like, we're going to be best friends. I know it. Um. I'm not going to include quite how we met here. I'm going to tell you, but like, so I reached out on LinkedIn and she was like, yes, I'd love to get a drink. And so we went and got, um, we went and had wine on Friday and I just, I love her. I'm so excited. But I told her about the podcast too. So she might be listening. Who knows? Okay. So hello to you. So shout out to new friends. New friends. Yes. Also, Chase is taking a stand-up class, and he yesterday he came home and he's like, there's this girl in my class that I think you would like, and um, so I gave her your number because he was like, I didn't want it to be weird if I was like, give me your number so I can give it to my wife and then her feel <laughs> uncomfortable. He's like, so I just gave her your number and we'll see. And he's like, and I told her that you are always looking to make new friends, and apparently she was like, that's adorable. <laughs> is is that not a normal thing to want to make more friends all the time um it not for everybody no in fact i have a friend who was this is like a 
a side story of hers where she's she's in a new place and she's trying to make new friends mm-hmm. and she connected with this person and this person said i don't have any room for new friends <laughs> what a small so life that not, person must have yeah 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 I like that's just really sad. Like, <laughs> I guess I've heard like things like that before in the past, but not like in a way that really made me think people really believed that or felt that way. I guess I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I, well, people I, some like their niche. They yeah, like their little group of people, and they don't want to really expand it. I get but that, but um, what happens if you lose somebody out of that friend group for exactly, some reason, and then you exactly. don't have any other friends? Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a small group of very small group of friends, and. Um, if one of them should leave, like I, I, I need to kind of expand my horizons. Yeah. And I'm not saying like every single person that I'm friends with, I'm like, they're my best friend. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, but I also don't believe there's such thing as like, a, I don't think a best friend is a singular thing. I think a best friend is a category of friend. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but cause I know people that like, you can't have more than one best friend. And I'm like, we're not five. Yes, we can. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's really a sisterhood yeah best friends yes 100 mm-hmm. percent. but i mean like i also like regularly have big uh, like part like parties where i bring all of my friends together from all my different areas i know them at and i do like cookbook club where i have a lot of different friends come and so a lot of my events are generally larger scaled for multiple people rather than like one-on-one things. Um, mm-hmm. You're a bit, like ex- you're, you're a bit extroverted. I am. Yeah. So you're that's more true. extroverted than introverted. Yeah, that's definitely true. Also, and this place who are introverted, went. who really, who need to pair themselves up with people like you. That's true. So they can um, accept and decline whenever they're most comfortable. For sure. For yeah. sure. And I think that's part of it. I do have quite a few friends that are like that, that aren't always like, they're like, I can't always hang out. I'm like, I totally get that. But so then mm-hmm. like having the wider group of friends has like, if someone says no, I have someone else that I can uh, reach out to. Oh, um, I have a story that's sort of along those lines. Okay. It's a pretty old story. It's a, at least, at least 15 years ago. Okay. I don't know, a decade and a half. Um, so uh, how do I start this story? Because it's been a really long time since I've told this story. Okay, okay. okay, 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 okay. So uh, just out of college, I have a whole bunch of friends, right? And I also am part of, I'm the advisor to a student club on, on campus. And so I have those connections. And one of my students in the student club wanted to do what was called a brown bag party, which is a toy, uh, an adult toy party, right? Wait, I mean, like, like sex toy party? Yeah, like sex oh, okay, toy got party. It. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, and... Um, I'm, I'm like, sure, like, let's do this. This might be fun. And I, I did it like with somebody else's uh, house and it was fun. And I'm like, oh, let's do this. So I invite all of my friends over. I'm so intrigued party. by this right now. I'm so into this story. <laughs> this I can't, party. I'm so, uh, yeah. In my little yeah. apartment. Yes. <laughs> my little tiny apartment. I have all my friends over. Um, only one friend showed up. <laughs> oh no. How awkward and uncomfortable. Was it even the one that suggested it? No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> no, no. The one who the one who suggested it was the one who put it on. So she was there with okay. her with her uh. lesbian partner, 
<laughs> these two straight women on the couch watching the lesbians go through all the sex toys. Okay, so was it like a, it was like an MLM sex toy party kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. That makes it, I get that one a little bit more. I don't more, know what you said, but like, I'm pretty sure because my MLM. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, it's one of those um, things. How awkward. <laughs> and so it was just. It was those just were big friend. back then. They were like, uh, okay, we'll do this. And, you know, she doesn't go to any parties that I invite her to anymore. <laughs> um, I yeah. love that. That's so funny. That definitely, like, when I was graduating from college, I feel like there were a lot of that type like that what was like love sense or whatever it yeah. is is what uh, the one's called now and stuff like that so uh yeah yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it was it was funny it's like the lesbian showing us how dildo works oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> the lesbians were like is this what a man's penis looks like <laughs> <laughs> that veiny i don't know know. (laughs) oh that's hilarious Uh, yes that was that's a good experience (laughs) i like it i am very invested in that story now (laughs) Uh, i feel like i had a story that i thought of in the middle of that and now i can't think of it yeah i've been i've had this weird prolonged cold that's not covid because i've taken that at home test like four times and it came back negative all times. Um, um, so um since like New Year's. Ugh. Yeah. And so, oh. well, and COVID doesn't last this long. I was either. just going to say, it's not COVID that's lasted like that. I yeah. was, I've been reading things that say we look at those home tests the wrong way. And if it comes back as a negative test, we should just look at it as we didn't take one at all. Oh. The only time you should take its answer is if it's positive. Otherwise, it's like you didn't do anything just because of the way it works. Oh. So, uh, but also a month. So, yeah, also sure a month. COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but every time I thought I would get, be getting better, I'd go like work out and go swimming or something, and then it, I would get worse again. Oh so no! I'm sure it's some sort of sinus thing. I've, I've it's yeah. probably just developed into some sort of winter sinus thing. Oh, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Do you have it a lot during the winter? No, like- I didn't have it the last couple of years. Okay. I had it just pre-COVID. I asked I because I went to a doc- new doctor once and I was talking to him and I was like, I just have like a perpetual cold all winter. Nothing too bad, but like always have a little bit of a runny nose, a little bit of a sore throat. It just never goes away. And he's like, that's allergies. And it yeah. never occurred to me that I could have allergies in the winter. And he diagnosed me just by my description of having a dust allergy, which had never once crossed my mind and I was like 26 when he yeah. told me this and I've been living it with it my whole life and had never put it together yeah <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's funny since we don't really make those connections uh, right right yeah and I'm sure it's probably some sort of aller- combination of allergies too because you you can also get allergies when you're older I because I didn't right. really have allergies when I was younger but what are you drinking I'm drinking my my apothic Nice. Uh huh. I sent nice. you the picture of my new setup. I, I put it on Instagram. Oh, good. Yeah. I put that in my pic- pictures of my drinks, and I said we were getting ready to record mm. because I'm going to try to start doing social media marketing again because I haven't done a shoot in the last like two months. Yeah. <laughs> so completely understand. Yeah. What are you so, drinking? 
I am drinking an espresso martini. Uh-huh. Using your new espresso machine? I am. I, yep, I used my Nespresso machine. And since I'm making it at home, I was able to make it decaf, which is the lamest thing that I've ever made in my life, is a decaf <laughs> espresso martini. Um, yeah. But I want to sleep tonight. Yes. So, <laughs> so I used a decaf espresso pod, and I made it with rum. And instead of just simple syrup, I also used... Um, Orjat and it's so good. What so, is Orjat? Oh, okay. So Orjat is this um it's an almond basically like an almond simple syrup, like flavored mm-hmm. simple syrup, but it also usually has like orange blossom in it too. Somebody right behind you. Watch out, there's someone behind you. <laughs> Have fun, babe. I love you. <laughs> um and it's not just a simple syrup. It's actually usually made. You make it with almond milk. Mm-hmm. So as its base. And and it's just like an almond syrup with a little bit of orange blossom water. And that's used in a lot of tiki drinks. Mm-hmm. So I had mm-hmm. some that I had made. I've been using it in like lattes too. And that's also amazing. Well, what's the liquor again that you have in it? Rum. I use Rum. Bacardi okay. Ocho. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. Yeah, that sounds it's really tasty. Very tasty. Um... I yeah I don't have any vodka right now. What I have a vodka isn't a decanter, and I don't know if I'm like I'm like part of me. It hasn't evaporated, so that means it's airtight, so it's fine. Yeah, but I'm like maybe I'll be alcohol evaporated out of it, and I just couldn't see it. <laughs> and it just be like water. Uh yeah, I think you'd notice it because it would go down. Mm-hmm. It? it would go down. And you can see the condensation on the inside of the bottle mm-hmm. where some of the water did evaporate out and got caught in it because there's no, because it's sealed. So it yeah. can't leak out. It's just, I moved it to this. I don't know. I think I was trying to make it prettier for my bar cart. I moved it to this like old decanter that was my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. And I'm now I'm like, I don't trust it. And I'm like, well, that was then dumb, Kim. You shouldn't have put it in there if you didn't trust it. You I need mean, to still drink your vodka. It wouldn't go... It wouldn't, like, make you sick, would it? No, no. I think I'm just worried it doesn't have any alcohol in it. Like, the alcohol content has reduced. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which also isn't really a problem. It doesn't matter if your vodka loses a little bit of the alcohol content, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way, Chase in your background coming in to get you. Yeah. um, Reminded me that I finally watched Hush. (gasps) What did you think? I finally watched Hush. I had to stop it. Um, about three quarters of the way through, take a break and then come back to it. It's like legitimately scary. It is. I don't, I don't like real life scary stuff. I like ghosty stories. I get that. I don't like real life scary stuff, but I, because you told me that it was one of your favorites, I sat through it and watched it and it was, it was very well written. It was very well done. Very well written. Great script. Um, great acting. But I had to. I had to stop it three quarters of the way. Take a break. And come back. I get that. I watched it the first time after I moved to Colorado, and we were up in the mountains, and we were like in a neighborhood in the mountains, but we didn't know anyone, and the houses were kind of usually set kind of far apart. And I was watching it by myself in the dark in that situation. Like Chase was oh, at work, and no. I was like, "This is stupid. Why am I watching this right now?" <laughs> yeah, no. It's by the same guy that does a midnight mass uh-huh. and all of that. And I think the book I read that there was like a tie in the book that she was writing or something was called the midnight mass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they mentioned that in the movie that she was writing the Midnight Mass. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. I've watched it a couple times. I guess I get more scared by the ghosty stories, though, because, like, I watched The House of Haunting Hill and there was, like, one scene where I just couldn't and I had to stop it. And then I'm like, okay, okay, you can do it. I turn it on and I watch it for, like, five seconds and I had to stop it. <laughs> and I had I did that repeatedly through, and I felt ridiculous. And I knew what was going to happen. You know uh-huh. what's that jump scare is going to be there. And I just, like, couldn't get yeah. myself to it. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I... I think I'm not scared of the jump scares in the ghosty ones because it's not real. Like ghosts don't really exist. And so, I convince myself they fucking exist. Okay. That's where your problem is. You got to convince yourself that they don't exist. My brain, the way my brain works that when I lived in Petoskey, we lived in that apartment. I thought we had a ghost. I jokingly thought we had a ghost, until I had friends that like dog sat and they were like, I think you have a ghost. Like things have moved. And I'm uh-huh. the only one here. And then I, and I called him Frank. And then like one night I was laying there and I needed to get up to go to the bathroom or something or turn the light on. And I like couldn't get out of bed because I was just convinced that when I stood up and went to turn the light on before I turned the light on, he would just appear in front of me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't get out of bed because I knew if I did, a ghost would appear to me before I turned the lights on and I couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I used to think minutes. that way. I used to think that way. And now that I've lived alone for so long, I, <laughs> I can't. I can't think you that way. You can't allow that. I can't allow that. So valid. I, valid. Yes. It helps that I, I live in a house that's not haunted. As, yes. As confirmed yes. by an actual psychic. Oh, wait. We should have... Have you talked to her to see if she oh, wanted to come on our know, podcast? I texted her. She said it sounded interesting, and then we hadn't talked since. So okay, I'll try again. That. So who's our next guest? We we don't have one yet. Oh, okay. I mean, we've talked about having um, Chloe on again, but she's in the process of moving, so she, it'll probably she's have to be... crazy busy, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Um, I just read the title of this episode. And then <laughs> we also talked about having Michael back on uh-huh. specifically so she can tell us what it's like to go viral on TikTok. Yes. Um, my fucking favorite thing about this is, I don't know if you, like you saw, she started like the rest of her thing is just like her account right now. Is just her countering everyone that's like, that's not 80s. And then like her showing pictures from the 80s of people in that. And then she's just like, <laughs> and then someone was like, someone's like, you're gaslighting us. And I was like, someone doesn't fucking know what gaslighting is, do they? Like, Jesus. She's like, they're telling me I'm gaslighting them while they're also trying to tell me that the things that I wore as a child in the 80s were not things in the 80s. Like, oh my God. Um, I, I'm, I've told you that I've been on Imgur, right? Or yes. Imgur or whatever, or Imgur. Or Imgur. I don't or know Imgur, how you say yeah. it, but I know exactly what you mean. I yes. finally had a post that went to the front page that went viral. What? No, you haven't told me that much. You've just sent me a couple links to stuff there, oh, but you yeah. didn't tell me you're active on it. Tell me I, all oh, about Oh, I'm it. active on it. But I put together, I just did a dump. It's okay. called a dump in the Imgur yep. community. Because you're supposed to be looking at them when you're taking a dump. Because it's a lot. That's hilarious. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's that's, not why it's called that. It's a photo dump because it's dumping all of your photos into one post. No, the point is, is that (laughs) you're looking at Imgur when you're on the toilet. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> and then it's a dump. It's so <laughs> true. Because you have so, so many true. memes to go through. But so I did like the first 20 that I downloaded that I have on my phone from way back. And so there's some oldies in there. And it went up to like 1,600 people uh, liked it. And I got, that was the first time I've ever gotten viral in IMGA community. That's crazy. Right? Did you get a lot of comments? Did you get people calling out your stuff as being unreal? <laughs> I had one person, because um, I had, I don't know, I had the meme where, from The Office, where Michael Scott is is pretending to commit suicide by jumping off the building. Yes, I actually yes. do know what episode that is. Okay, yeah. And then they have a script, so Michael Scott is yelling yep. at Dwight, and they're going through his Didn't someone script. Light, light something on fire in that episode, too? I don't my, think Am so. I combining two? No, I swear, I just saw it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but okay. I was just I trying so. to place anyway, it. Anyway, so the I posted a meme that had... Um, uh, Luke Skywalker and Ray on it as Luke Skywalker calling Ray a, a dumb slut, which is the <laughs> script of <laughs> Do the, you dumb slut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then someone commented like, Imgar community just likes to call women sluts. And I'm like, no, that's from a that's that's from a, a meme. <laughs> it's not it's Fuck not you and your no fun having like, self person. Someone like, commented it's like, no, that's from an old office joke. And then um another comment that really kind of hit hit hard on this one was um the one where I um oh okay, just a minute. While you're looking, let me tell you something that I realized recently when I was talking to Libby. Yeah. I haven't watched the last new Star Wars movie, like the third one uh, with Ray, and I somehow missed it completely. I've never seen it. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how. Ray, you ignorant slut. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's. That's it. Memory with trauma be like, I was born, then I was 13 for one minute, then I turned 21. And that got a lot of comments. There was like a lot of like, is this real? Does this happen? And they're like, there's psychology behind this. And yeah. 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 Um, I'm like, I'm glad people were talking about that because I I think people don't really understand how trauma affects memory, especially childhood trauma. For sure. By the way, I now have uh, 1,509 likes in 67 dislikes oh look at you. it's standard it's like there's people who just yes. dislike everything yeah of course it's like right 152 loves so Ooh. Mm-hmm. all right i have to get wine and then we want to answer questions same i probably should pee maybe okay. get something for when right, i'm done we'll with back. this drink maybe let my dogs out all right i'm back <laughs> with my dogs <laughs> oh um this, this just made me think of this podcast i've been listening to that i recommend and i think you'll really like if you haven't listened to it already it's called heavyweight uh-huh um and the host his name is jonathan goldstein he worked on this american life for a long time but now this podcast is um 
him like talking with people and helping them resolve like their biggest like regrets from their past oh okay but it's very good it's very funny he's hilarious the reason this made me think of it is because during covid that he had this like these check-in episodes i didn't listen to all of them but the first one was all about him having a meeting at work and how he had a hole in his sock and he became convinced that his boss when he called this meeting was going to ask him to take his shoes off to come into the office and he'd see the hole in his sock <laughs> so his feet started sweating even more and more and more and he kept he only ever referred to him as his sweating dogs <laughs> and then he was like and then he just kept talking about his dogs the whole time every and like he only used that term for his feet and it was really ridiculous and funny <laughs> but um it's a good one i would recommend it all right. Uh, um, by the way, uh, I'm looking at Facebook and there's a posting by our local news station. Yeah. About the weather. And it says odds of six inches or more. And I'm like, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yuck. Gross. I'm sorry for you for that weather. Um, I'm sorry for myself because I have to run a four mile race on Saturday. Oh. And I need to start running again. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope it doesn't snow again before it. Like, that's the worst is running in the snow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's supposed to be mostly clear all week with a high of 43 on Saturday. Not that you can trust it more than three days in advance. But still. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, let's do this. I, I, think have I a read shit ton of editing time. to do for this one. We did not do very well holding to one story. <laughs> <laughs> I did so, edit it. I meant I took, editing, not the question. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, you mean, oh, I mean you, the, yes. Yes. We've been yes. Chat, talking for an yeah. hour already. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. it's okay. That's what part of a lot of this is, is us it's catching us, up. Yeah. It's just us having, hanging out. And we, we really haven't caught up the last two because we've mm-hmm. been really good at like just telling one story each. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay. Definitely the first. brown bag story has to get in there. Yes. Awkward staring at each other. Um, I thank you for editing question two. Yeah, it's so I took out long. Paragraphs. Good, I appreciate that. It like just infuriated me when I was reading. <laughs> so, um, you are also a theater kid, so we might not give the most clear advice on it, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, um I think maybe we might be on opposite. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. That's good. I like it when we're on opposite. Yeah. I'm not gonna read the the title of this one. I'm just gonna jump into it. Oh, shoot. Uh, Yeah, I meant to delete that. Yeah, that's fine. I usually try to, too, and I forgot. So my me, female 21 and my guy, best friend, male 21 have been close for around three years now. We were sleeping together for a few months last year, but we had to stop after things got more serious with the girl he was seeing. Me and him continued to hook up occasionally after he started hooking up with her, but we properly stopped after a while because he felt bad. A few months later, I met his girlfriend, that same girl, and me and her hit it off and became really close friends. She did not know about our past. She and I, I can't keep reading me and her. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I feel very snobby, but like (laughs) it's driving me crazy. Um, (laughs) She and I have been close for about half a year up until this situation. Recently, he told her about his and my past, and she was very upset. She told me she did not blame me and wanted to continue being friends, but things have been tense and awkward between us. What can I do about this? Signed, 
ghosts of friends with benefits past? Uh, I don't think you can do anything about it. I think you just got to leave her alone. It's I think of, you, yeah, it's kind of shitty, frankly. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I think she's allowed to be a little upset that that she's friends with somebody unknowingly. Like under false pretenses. Yeah, false pre- pretenses. Pre- that's what I was pretenses. Yeah. <laughs> pretenses. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be a little annoyed. Like it's nothing. It's not like they did anything wrong because they, because they were all just. I mean, they were just having fun, and then he started to get more serious with her, and then he stopped. And he, yeah, yeah, definitely. Him, like, but. as long as they hadn't had that, like, we're exclusive conversation kind of thing. Yeah. But I will say, like, some of her wording here is, like, we were sleeping together, but we had to stop after things got more serious. Like With, with that. Yeah, like, yeah. but that, like, we had to. Like, yeah. like it just kind of felt like, like we stopped once, but they didn't even stop. After he decided that they were getting more serious and he needed to stop sleeping with this girl, they didn't. They still did sometimes until he started to feel too guilty, which implies they probably had a conversation about not seeing other people or sleeping Mm -hmm. with other people. And he was being a two-faced dickhead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think you've, the relationship's ruined. Yeah. You can't really, you can't really come back from this. I agree. There's like... You've been lying to her for the last year and a mm-hmm. half or however long. Like you can't be friends with someone when you find when you found out you can't trust them and they've been lying to you. Yeah. I think it probably should ruin their relationship too, yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't make that call for this person. Yeah. So I agree. It's like a weird friends with benefits thing that like hidden, it's it's so it's so uncomfortable and you can't really trust anything that's going on around right. you. I would just, and you can't say you friend, didn't think there was leave. I would yeah. just, I'm like, and wow, this is crazy shit going on. Let me just go. And they can't be like, we didn't do anything wrong because obviously you felt like you did. Cause you never told her until now. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. thought it was all above board and there wasn't anything that you need to be secret about, you would have told her. Yeah. I think the answer to this question would be a lot different if they had been, up front with it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> and then she could have made the decision then. Like, yeah. if her boyfriend had come out and was like, well, I've been sleeping with my friend, and we're I'm going to stop sleeping with her because this is getting really serious. And then the girlfriend could make that decision on whether or not that she wants to be friends with decision. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And you took that away from her. Mm-hmm. You didn't allow her to make a decision based on the full facts. You yes. lied to her to deceive her into being your friend. Mm-hmm. It's not like the worst thing you can do, but I, but you're just, you're not going to be able to repair this relationship. Yeah. Just move on. It wasn't started in honesty. Yeah. 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 I feel I like we answered just, that in like two I, minutes. I, really? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Like, I don't think we should villainize her. Um, I, I just, yeah. I just think i mean she's young she made a mistake but it's not something that she can really rectify with this yeah. with her friend i and also want to say just move on i mean we, yeah. we all make those kind of weird mistakes in, yeah, our child, I, in our younger years or older years for that matter we just 
you know, we accept it and we move on. And then we um, are jerked awake by it years later because it pops into our head and then we're guilted and then we feel guilty about it. Then you can't sleep because you're just like thinking <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the fun stuff you've ever made. And it's just like, this thing yeah, just spinning and spinning. one line you said when you were 18 years old. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that God. was so stupid. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I hate that. I hate that. Um, yeah, and like you said, I don't necessarily think like like this didn't start from, it, it's not like it came from a place of like, being malicious yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't think there's wrong anything wrong with having a like sleeping with your best friend as a friend with benefits i just yeah. think you get all everyone needs to be honest about it yeah and frankly like even if you like continue to hook up after he had a conversation with her about being like that's not on you unless he specifically told you my girlfriend and i have decided we're not sleeping with anybody else but let's go fuck and you're yeah. like if you knew that then that's shady but like it's not on you to manage his relationships for him so like even if you like that wasn't on you Mm -hmm. yeah you Mm -hmm. just should have been open and honest about things yeah yeah that's it yeah i think that's it okay all right um you should have you you have the longest ever question for yourself you should have switched them <laughs> just should have made me read them. <laughs> That's what you get for finding it and putting it in there. Okay. <clears throat> My wife has been in theater since she was in middle school. She loves it and she's tremendous at it. We have been married for 13 years and I have never had a problem with her doing any shows, but I've always had a hesitancy with her playing a role that involved any intimate situations. She's landed plenty of lead roles, but nothing too intimate until now. I asked her to be fully upfront with me about the scene and her thoughts and feelings about what was transpiring. She was very reluctant to share any information, and that caused a bit of a spiral for me. We had arguments and disagreements, which are the same thing. After her late (laughs) night, (laughs) after the kids went to bed, we'd yell at each other a lot. It was brutal for a little bit. In the beginning, she was insistent that it was strictly a stage scene and there was nothing else that I just didn't understand because I didn't grow up in theater and or around those kind of situations through all the levels she's been in. Uh, so she's been in it for a long time, which was a valid point to me. It was never normal or just something that happened. It was a bigger deal to me to see my wife with someone else. Eventually though, she admitted that it was fun, exciting and other adjectives that she was happy when she learned who her partner would be. And she looked forward to these evenings I won't lie and say these things were difficult to hear, uh, weren't difficult to hear. Logically, I can understand what she's saying. It's exciting, fun, etc., to experience those firsts or flirts firsts with someone, even if it is on stage. I asked her to explain in detail and act it out with me so I fully understood and could begin to work my way through this. We did so, and I honestly felt okay with it. But then I went to one of her shows this last weekend and it was nothing like we rehearsed. It was a kick in the gut. I went in anxiously away the scene as taken aback about how it wasn't anything she, like she told me. I explained to her how that it was a bit of an unpleasant experience because it wasn't what she told me it would be. She got defensive and said it was this and said it was the same and with some variations that it was pretty much what she told them, but just a little different, nothing big enough to bring up. We just had to disagree about that. Should I be worried? And if not, how do I get past this signed stage kiss fright? 
I just think he comes off as really fucking insecure in their relationship and he should go to therapy. And maybe <laughs> they should go to therapy them together. Cheers. Drink. Cheers. Cheers. Um, I mean, I just can't get, okay, like, yes, do I wish she hadn't been, like, it's not a big deal, or, like, it's completely different than what he was gonna see, obviously, like, she, she could be very right, because how stupid would it be to be, like, the scene is like this, and then knowing he's gonna come and see it, and knowing Mm -hmm. that you lied, I bet you she's right. That really, it's not that different. Mm -hmm. And he's so worked up about it and so anxious and feels like she's cheating on him for doing a role where she has to kiss or, or act like she's in bed with somebody. I bet, I bet you she's right that it's really not that big a difference because it's too, why would you lie about this when you know that he's going to come and see the show and Mm. know you were lying? Yeah. I was thinking like, what's the, what's the most intimate scene on stage that you've ever seen personally yeah well what's the worst it ever got like most i saw a show that my friend was in the show was awful um where he was supposed to be like in bed with somebody without his shirt on and the scene opened with him getting out of bed and his girlfriend was like you can't do it without your shirt on and so he wore his shirt for the show so wow. I think from this controlling nature background I have, that, that was, but he did. I was like, I can't believe you. I would break up with somebody if they yeah. were like, you can't, I mean, as a director, I probably would be like, if you can't do it the way it's supposed to be done, then you can't do the role. Yeah. 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 I, like the most intimate was a simulated sex scene in spring awakening. I've never seen spring awakening. Oh, it's good. You should see it. I've yeah. seen it a couple of times. Oh. There's a song about fuck, so it's called fuck. Anyway, <laughs> it's a song about um, masturbation too. Okay. But uh, so Spring Awakening, it's a, like a Broadway yeah. show, and there's a sex scene in it. Right. Um, did you take my little sister to see it? Did I? I may have. I feel like you may have. I think somehow I took her, she's like seen it, and I have I think so. I think so. Anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it's a good show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I'm just like it can't be as intimate as that. We're talking about like a stage kiss and right, like it's not stage real. love and romance. But and we know but means the yeah, I'm gonna argue myself out of this is that it may be his insecurity coming through, but she does seem a little gaslighty and a little um. Uh, like she was excited about these, these scenes with this guy. She was excited about the guy um, that she was having these scenes with. Maybe, I mean, sometimes there's a fire where smoke is. Right. I get that. I also though think like, if you have an open, honest relationship, it, that kind of thing isn't a problem. Yeah, well, they might not have an open relationship. They obviously don't. I fully understand. Like, like he's just, the way he's writing it makes it sound like he badgers her every single time she has to kiss somebody on stage. So he's like, she didn't want to tell me anything. Like, of course she didn't want to tell you anything. Mm -hmm. You make it really difficult for her to do her job 
every time she tells you about it. Like, of course she didn't want to get deep into it anymore. She just wants to be like, just come to the fucking show and you can see what happens. Like, I wouldn't want to either. Like, you're badgering her anytime she has to stage kiss somebody. Yes, I do see what you're saying, though, where she's like, I'm excited about it. I really like, I like this guy. But yeah, at the same our- time, they're old. They have children. They've been together long enough to have children. Chase and I have had conversations where, like, just because you're in a, uh, we're in a relationship, we're in a marriage, and we're committed to one another, doesn't mean we're blind and we're never going to see somebody else. We're like that person is attractive, mm-hmm. or I kind of have a little bit of a crush on that person. But when you have an open conversation and knowledge about, like, in your and you're committed to one another, it doesn't matter if you're like, oh, that person's really attractive, you know? Yeah, yeah. I The impression I got from his impression, which, you know, we're reading this through his yeah. lens, is that she was excited about the intimacy or whatever was going on of the show. Like, but I don't know. Do Do actors get excited about kissing on stage? That always seemed like the most awkward. It's like the most, it is. it's one of the hardest things to kiss so on stage. Ever, have I ever told you about my first stage kiss? No. I was 28 years old with my first stage kiss and the person I had to kiss was 17. Oh. Not only is there this awkward age, uh, age difference. He was the kid of the, like the pastor in town. Like the pastor's <laughs> kid. And... We never actually kissed in rehearsals. And so it came to dress rehearsal week. And I was like, hey, if you want to fake this, that's totally fine. It does not bother me. Um, But if we are going to for real kiss, we should probably start rehearsing it. So we're aware, right? He's like, yeah, Yeah. no problem. And then never did. We never did. And then opening night, he fucking kissed me flat on the mouth. And I forgot my lines because I was so surprised because we had never once done it. And like, he's I'm like, I'm so good. I made her forget it, her lines. It, it was fine because like my role, like, like the character was, oh, it was like a, a princess and the frog. He was the uh, frog. Uh-huh. And, um, and so he's like, so I'm, he's supposed to kiss me and I'm supposed to fall to the ground and be stunned for a moment. So it worked. I remember <laughs> I got back on track, but I was just like, <laughs> the audience like, just, is like, that's amazing acting. <laughs> I just like, that's what they say. Like you should practice that. So you're, and I just fucking forgot everything. And then Chase afterwards walked up to him and said, so I get to kiss your next girlfriend. Right. Or something like that. Like, <laughs> and poor kid was like, so uncomfortable, which also, yeah, baby don't, that's gross. Cause it's like probably be a 16 year old girl. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but that was my first stage kiss. Actually, I don't even know. I even had another stage kiss since then. I just don't get a lot of roles where I'm kissing people. on yeah. stage. Yeah. There really aren't a lot of uh-uh. um I, I think I'm, I'm with you that this is theater this is uh, professionals are or semi-professionals they do this kind of thing all the time it's acting do you know what's I not know, maybe, intimate at all? maybe his insecurity is kind of feeding into they should probably go to therapy together cheating. yeah i mean maybe but it just sounds like he's been like worried about stage kisses for a long ass time mm. and that's exhausting I, my first real kiss, my first, not real kiss, my first kiss was a stage kiss. Was it? How yeah. old were you with your first stage kiss? I was like 16. Oh, I know. That's cute. so cute. What uh-huh. what show was it? The mur- It was a murder show. 
Okay. I don't remember. It was a play. Got it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. And then I had another stage kiss in college. And he liked to, he liked to slip me the tongue, and I hated him. I fucking remember this guy. Uh, if it's the same show, yeah, isn't it the one where he had to kiss the back of your hand? And he would lick you every time. So finally, like opening night, you put soap on the back of your hand, hoping he. Oh would god, lick your I forgot hand. about that. That is what I remember from this story. Is how oh much god, fucking I creepy about, was. So smart. And he, didn't, he didn't do it though. He he just oh, yeah. kissed your hand. You should have done it, and like. <laughs> Oh, uh, he, he and he liked to well, slip me the tongue. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Right, and I was just so angry. I did that like because I was young. I, I did that girly like, hee hee hee. That's so disgusting. I was right. so mad at him. And she didn't then know what one, to do. right, exactly. And it's front of everybody. And yeah. this was in like rehearsal. This wasn't like right on stage. And then when the performance actually happened, he took he caught me backstage and he grabbed my hand. And he's like. I know you want to. <gasps> and I just like didn't talk to him ever again. Good. <laughs> like, oh. like I just turned around. I'm like, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> no, oh, I so don't. Gross. I really don't. <laughs> That's gross. I do have, like, I don't personally have stories with like, lead, like my leading man being like a fucking creep, mm-hmm. but I have friends that have had that, you know, like, that, and, I mean, that is an issue. Yes, it definitely is. And it's not just in theater. It's also in improv. I read this like super interesting article a few years ago. There's been a few like reckonings in the improv world in the past oh, few yeah. years about different things. And one of them was about like sexual like harassment and assault. And there was this um, improviser. I want to say she was in DC and she wrote an article about basically like she felt like she was self- sexually assaulted on stage. It was, but she didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and she didn't know what she could do because it was like a guy that was much older than her and had been in the community for so long. and was very respected and she was a new improviser and he got her into this, like, like the scene was a, like in the copy room boss and he was the boss and she was the uh, Mm -hmm. like the sexy ingenue sort of thing. And he was all, he was like touching her and everything. And she's like, I didn't know what to do. Like, do you, yeah. Like how, like you just like, yes, ending a scene versus standing up for yourself versus being like, you're a fucking asshole and walking off. It's it's no wonder that, that so many people in, in Hollywood or theater and yeah. are getting hit with sexual harassment and yeah. sexual assault There's charges. like a power thing there uh, and boundaries. there is part of it, boundaries. And so it's like, it's really in a, most of my groups, we, um, well, most of my, the most of the people I perform with are groups that I've been with for a long time and we've built that trust. But sometimes we even will still have conversations before a show where, like, do you have any boundaries today? Like, like even if it's just something like, I hurt my back and no one can jump on me. That's yeah. totally, like, that's what we should be doing. I had read that article before I met a friend of mine and I was in an audition with him and I, like, had my hands on both sides of his face talking to him. And I, and I went up to him afterwards, I'm, I'm so sorry. I was like, I didn't discuss like physical touching or anything like that with you beforehand. I hope that was okay. And he was like, yeah, it's totally fine. It wasn't like inappropriate and Mm -hmm. it worked in the scene, but I was just like, I'm trying to be more conscious of this personally. 
um, to make sure we have a safe environment for everybody. Yeah. No, theater and improv and acting, like it's all, or show acting, camera acting. It's it's all kind of interesting how... um, we, we try, it's hard to create those boundaries because when we don't have those boundaries, sometimes we get kind of the best performances yeah. that, that for, for our audience, but we don't want to sacrifice our own well being for the best performances. Right. Or our so there's that, and- there's that weird balance there. And some people take advantage of that balance. Yeah. And so it's like, I think I think there's some research papers come that should come out of come out of this because there is a yes and with improv and you're taught yeah. to like just go it's with it go first, with it yeah. go with it and you have to ex- hope that the person that you're going with it won't take it's, it too far won't take yeah. advantage of it is worthy of your trust yeah mm-hmm. um it's so interesting too because like I feel like the yes and because they're like, don't deny. But you can make a denial of yes and if you do it right in a performance. Mm-hmm. But also, it kind of goes hand in hand to me with like toxic positivity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which you see a lot, which I never really put into context until I started taking classes and learning about like yes ending and denials where when someone says something I'm like super worried about this and like oh you're gonna be fine that's actually a denial of their their emotions Mm -hmm. like you're trying to be helpful but instead you're not allowing them to express their emotions most likely from a place of not being comfortable hearing it yourself versus you know like being supportive versus being positive. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that we deal with a lot in society in general, not in like theater, but but having improv has helped me kind of put words to that personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think getting back to the letter. (laughs) We got really deep and very far away. Yeah, we did. (laughs) It it is, I think it's an interesting question. And people outside of the theater realm don't really understand what professionalism is and how professional actors yeah. behave. Um, but also, I mean, that's how some actors have taken advantage of yes. other actors. So he's not completely wrong to be uncomfortable with it. But I also like either he trusts or he doesn't. Yeah. And, and it sounds like he doesn't. It really, and that's maybe, how I feel. Maybe he shouldn't. The, maybe there's, maybe it's coming from somewhere. Maybe there's a reason, but I just feel like it's, he's, it just feels super like insecure to me. Yeah. Um, with it. And I also want to let this person know that really there's nothing fucking intimate about. There isn't. About a stage kiss. There's no. nothing intimate about a stage relationship. There's uh-huh. nothing intimate about, I've never done it, but I cannot imagine having to perform simulated sex on stage. Like the uh-huh. most uncomfortable thing I can think of for an actor. Yeah. Um, I mean, Spring Awakening and- sex, that, that scene is, is uh, it's just two people on stage, just the two people, obviously. Well, yeah. And then you see his ass and you see the simulation <laughs> yeah. of the sex. Like that, 
that's 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 got to be just it's it's measured like they yes. map that out, they choreograph that out it, it's exactly that's what i was going to say one thing that this person can do to help maybe ease his fears and have a conversation with his wife that is like grounded in concern versus anxiety or that's coming off that way is asking to be sure that she is safe and that they have an intimacy coach. That's Mm -hmm. a thing that theaters that are having shows with simulated sex and things like that. They hire professionals to come in to help choreograph and make sure everyone is always safe and feel safe and listened to and respected. Yeah. So you could ask her about that aspect of it, Mm -hmm. which would help bring you in, but from a way from more of a, place of knowledge about the situation so it felt less like you didn't trust her and more like you were wanted to make sure she felt safe yeah exactly all right i think we got that one yes (laughs) all right last question my brother and i 23 male and female are twins we live together too so we spend a lot of time together we both go to grad schools in the same city Anyways, sometimes we cuddle while hanging out, talking, like if one of us is sad about something, etc., or watching TV. It's not a secret, and my new boyfriend thinks it's extremely weird to be that close with a sibling. He's uncomfortable with it. I think it's gross that my boyfriend is acting jealous of my relationship with my brother. However, we've spoken to some friends and gotten mixed reactions ranging from what the fuck to must be a twin thing to doesn't seem that weird. Is it really that weird that we cuddle? Signed, brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Um, no, <laughs> it's not that weird. It's not that weird. I don't. They've known each other all their love, all their yeah, lives. Look. Oh, that was a slip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I tell you? I did cut a couple things out here that I think will just support what you're gonna, you're saying. But like, yeah. like some of the things are like they hold hands regularly. Mm-hmm. Um. And she specifically says they don't spoon unless they fall asleep watching TV and then they might spoon each other. Yeah. Does that change anything for you? No. I think it's fucking weird. You think it's weird? I do think it's weird. And maybe it comes from a fucking Ask Amy I read a few years ago that was were two twin brothers that were in a sexual relationship with each other. I think that Um, that was, didn't that come out that it was that, that that wasn't that, no, that was fake. that was not one of the fake ones. Oh. No, at least not in the one that was written. I don't think. Maybe I don't. I think thought it so. was. I thought it was that and and the woman who uh, I know the COVID husband that wouldn't take the mask off was fake, but I didn't <laughs> think maybe. Okay, wait. Now I need to look. Now I need. Okay. It's a. It was a gawker. I feel article. like it was because oh, that was man. also on. That was also on Ask Dear Abby or Prudy. whatever. It was Dear Prudy. And, Dear Prudence. Um, Dear Prudence, yeah. yes. Hope, okay. Which is where we get the title, by the way, for our thing is from, is a t- term. What? The twincest from the title. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah, twincest. Where we get the title from. Okay, let me see. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking. It might be now that you remember this mm-hmm. <laughs> or now that you mentioned this. Uh, okay. These burner email accounts that submit around 25 letters to Dear Prudence, at least 12 of which were answered. 
on the podcast or in the printed column. But I just feel like the way this is written, um, uh, I just felt like it, the original, the one that I'm thinking of wasn't when Danny Lavery was Dear Prudence. It was when. Oh yeah, no, before. Uh-huh. Yes. And I felt like this article writer was talking about how, um, it, like he's specifically talking about writing into Lavery. Oh, okay. So that's why I thought that, but, um, my family used to call me in. Uh, um, I don't, I, I, no, I don't think it's, I mean, they've known each other. I, I've known twins. I've known twins and my brothers are twins and they're not going to be spooning each other, but there is a connection. I have, um, friends who are female twins who are holding hands and, and I guess you're right. It wouldn't bother me. I sometimes cuddle with my, my girlfriends and with my sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was same sex, I wouldn't bother me. So I'm just being sexist. Yeah. By I saying think so. I think this is weird. I think so. I think we just want to sexualize it because we have dirty minds and we shouldn't. I but think I most of the know- time it's not 99.99% of the time. It's just siblings being siblings and finding support with each other. But I also know that, like, things that CPS looks at are whether or not these siblings have their own bedrooms and things like that and how physically close they are. Because it's really easy for sibling sexual assaults to happen in situations where boundaries aren't enforced. Am I going too far with that? I guess I'm just thinking maybe you are. I think I don't know. Maybe it depends on what those boundaries are. I mean, boundaries don't necessarily have to be an entire room. Yeah, I think like that's one of the things like that can be something they look at is whether children have like separate rooms and separate beds and things like that. Yeah, I don't know. Again, this is from things I've read. I am obviously not a. Yeah, I, lots of people have to do that because, you know, the financial reasons. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think that's the end-all, be-all. I don't say, think they look, shared room, out, obviously. Yeah. And they look yeah. at a lot of other things, but it is a a safety thing that they look at is, is things like that. Yeah, I'm From not my understanding. I, I understand being weirded out, like, as a... If I, if my, like if Chase had a twin sister and was constantly snuggling with her when we started dating, I would not be comfortable with that. Yeah. Maybe it's just too much. What is cuddling? Like holding each other? That's cuddling, right? That's, I don't know. Yeah. And I guess it depends on what they mean by cuddling. That's true. Mm -hmm. Like this person said they don't like, they're not regularly spooning on the couch watching TV Mm -hmm. that I would be uncomfortable with that. If they're both sitting next to each other on the couch, kind of like arms against each other, who gives a shit? Right. So I guess it depends on what the definition of cuddling is Mm -hmm. here that this person is saying, are they? Yeah. They're going to be close. They were in the same womb together. like Yes. Or adjacent wombs. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the same womb, different placenta. I don't know. Um, I think it's the same placenta. Is it the same placenta? It's, it's I, a different... 
I think usually it's it's one placenta, two babies. Yeah, but they're in different containers. Are <laughs> they? In, yeah. But there's like video, like pictures of like twin babies holding hands in the womb. Those might be boys or girls. They might be same sex. Oh, that would make sense. Like if it's a like, especially if they're like identical and it's just like yeah, because that's that's one versus... egg that's split. Yeah. But if it's two eggs, they have their own sack. Twins I think in utero. It does look like that in this picture. It does look like they have two sacks. Yeah. It's not two uteruses, just two sacks. There <laughs> was an not grow an extra uterus to have a twin there, baby. <laughs> there was an episode of Grey's Anatomy where she had twins and she had two uteruses. And that does, uh, that's rare, but it happens, yeah. And yeah. it come, came out that the father... Of one twin was not the father of the other one was older because That's they convenient. had a, well because they had gotten in a fight before oh, they realized she ears. was pregnant okay they go had ahead. gotten in the fight and like broken up and then when she realized she was pregnant they got back together and during that period of time she had a one night stand with somebody and got pregnant in her second uterus so well, the well. babies were a couple months apart or a couple weeks apart and what the dad was not the dad of both. That's a super breeder right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, letter writer. Jennifer <laughs> thinks it's not weird. I don't think it's weird. I think it might be weird depending on what your definition of cuddling is and how yes. often and physical it is. I have to say, my brother Jason and I will sleep in the same bed sometimes. I don't know if that's weird, but it's like, like when I'm at his house, he only has his bedroom. And so we'll sleep in the same bed and like be on completely opposite. We're not cuddling with each other. I was like, Chase and I are not cuddlers at all. Yeah. But uh, we don't want to touch each other in bed. Like, I don't want to like no, no. some people that are like, they're like all on each other and like just like tangling and I'm like get the fuck away from me yeah. this is why we have a king size bed so we don't have to touch each other or the dogs while we're sleeping some people find that weird but I have no problem sleeping in the same bed with my siblings I don't think I would either uh -huh. I, you're right like in that context I like if my brother were he like we were on a, a camping trip or, or like a road trip and we were in the same hotel room in the same bed I wouldn't think that was weird yeah. mm -mm. but it's not a habit mm -mm. yeah no, but I like you have this person with you for every moment of your life growing can up. I, can I look at it from a non-sexual way? Because I feel like we kind of been focusing or thinking about it that way. I um, This makes me feel like this person, and I'm not saying this is wrong, like these twins are each other's main source of support. And that's not a problem, but that can be a problem moving forward in relationships because yes, eventually you get be. to a point where your partner should be your main source of support. And if you're going instead to your twin brother, instead of your partner, that can seriously damage your relationship. Yeah. And that's, that's actually something that, that twins a lot of time have to do deal with. And I think it happens more with female twins than with male twins. It's kind of interesting to see that, that disparity there yeah um well i think that's also probably a society thing on how yeah, yeah, gender, how yeah the sex very the genders are yeah taught to mm -hmm. think and talk about feelings so mm -hmm. 
But yeah, yeah. my um, two friends who are twins, who are female twins, um, live together. They spend, uh, they work together. They spend most of their lives together. And so some people will make assumptions about that relationship. And I don't, I don't, of course. Right. But um, because, you know, I think we all live our own life. I think, I think I can't judge or I can not judge evaluate how someone is living their lives because we Fair all enough. have our own ways of living our lives and so yeah for if sure they're twins and they want to spend more time they want to cuddle and they want to be near each other and just uh, be around each other then that's their relationship and maybe the boyfriend needs to get over it yeah for sure and but I also think like maybe the person writing needs to consider to like um if this is a casual relationship, you don't give a fuck about this guy, then great. Like, you know, bitch, yeah. I don't care about what you think about our relationship. This is how we are. And that's fine. But if it's someone that you really want to pursue a relationship with or a long-term thing, like you, you need to start thinking about his perspective sometimes too. And not just oh, yeah. in like before, like the support. But if yeah. he's like really uncomfortable with this and this is so- and he's going to break up with you over and you don't want to, then you need to have a bigger conversation with him about it and mm-hmm. maybe evaluate like evaluate how things are falling and where you want them to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, part of me wants to be like, she is who she is. Accept it. And another part of I me, agree. like, if you really but, want to analyze, if you want to analyze this, which is really kind of the therapist side of this thing, it's like, if this is something you want to change, if this is something you're really worried about, yeah, or yeah, if this is something that concerns you, yourself. exactly, yeah. then then approach a therapist. Drink. Cheers. <laughs> and, and it could be, like, something like this kind of conversation, especially now that you've started bringing up with your friends. Like, maybe it is. Yeah. No, something maybe it's something in your head now maybe you never even thought about it or worried about it and now because one asshole comment from your boyfriend and you want to evaluate and and you might come down on the exactly on that way like this is how me and my twin are like mm-hmm. we're kind of a package deal take it or leave it yeah that's that's acceptable as well like mm-hmm. that's your prerogative yeah, yeah. I think if she's really concerned about it, I think she should have a conversation with the therapist. The, the therapist can put the like the mirror up and say, uh, and try to like piece out why she's concerned about it and help her kind of evaluate. It's hard for yeah. us. We outside. don't know you. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I was just thinking. I was saying like, I don't know you. I don't know your your snuggling habits. I mm-hmm. don't know. I I think a trained professional would be able to be like, they will look at it and be like, actually, yes, they were raising legitimate concerns about this relationship or be like no fuck that guy this is yeah. completely mm-hmm. fine and normal and healthy like yeah. you need someone i'm that pro people more. touching each other more <laughs> I'm I, pro. Feel like I feel like people don't touch each other enough of course that requires consent by the yes. way that's that's not sans consent but i feel <laughs> like i i feel like we as a society don't touch each other and don't hug or hold each other or feel that intimacy there and in our society i've seen things too where like like other societies like in europe or even like the middle east it's like very normal for like male friends to hold hands and stuff like that Mm -hmm. not okay here i cannot imagine my husband walking down the street holding hands with his best friend 
Yeah. At all. Well, even like, I remember in high school, my best friends would like hold, female best friends would hold each other's hands and they were let, they were consumed to be lesbians. Like it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even okay for women to hold hands in public. Versus one of my best friends now is always like, let's have a snuggle party. Like let's watch movies and snuggle. Yeah. I like, I I like that idea. Have you heard of those? It's, it's way old, but like hugging parties where it's i've only heard of it in like context of taking ecstasy oh no 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 drugs involved (laughs) no drugs involved but you can like hire like you hire massage therapists you can hire somebody snugglers yeah you can hire somebody to just hold you yeah because we want that that. we want that connect most of us want that physical connection or need that physical connection and we just don't get it enough right yeah and so I'm, I'm not, I, I have a hard I time know. judging her because I think I, we don't touch each other enough and, and I guess I've just and are okay with that kind of intimacy. Game of Thrones or read too much VC. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually only read like two VC Andrews books, but that was a, <laughs> incest was a thing in that. Yes. 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 I've yeah. read a couple, it's a common theme in, a, in some books, like, why? Why is it such a thing? That, and in porn. Uh, yeah. Because, I think that's oh, one yeah. of the most research or like like watched porn in the US is incest or fucking mm-hmm. up there. And I don't get it. Yeah. Or stepbrother, stepsister. I like avoid of. that. Like if I see that in the title, uh, I avoid like, no, it. No, no, no. Just no, like no. I do when it says teen. And I'm like, I know yep, that's a nope. grown ass adult most likely, but I don't want anything that's even adjacent. I don't want that implication. Right. Yeah. Get away. Right. Yep. Get no. away. yep. No twins, no no incest, and no teen. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I think that's it. Okay. I think that's it, right? Sounds good. Yeah. I need to go grocery shopping. I'm not going to tonight. I'm just going to order groceries. Yeah, I still have to do laundry because I'm out of underwear. I'm just going to text Chase and be like, bring home salads. I, okay, you remember how I told you a couple months ago how excited I was because I got to fucking wait for my laundry basket so Jocko couldn't oh, yeah. push down. Did not work. <laughs> and now I have this false sense of security that the underwear is safe and it's not. And he's, I had to go and buy like eight new pairs of underwear the other day because I'm like out. Because he just chews them all to bits. He's such <laughs> he loves a bad dog. Me so much, it's so that disgusting. So it's so gross. He just—he's a dog. He loves the smell of his person. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's fucking gross. None and of my it's... animals chew up my underwear. They Ugh. don't love me as much as Jacko loves you. It's so nasty. <laughs> and it's such a pain. And I know it's like my fault that I like missed something in training. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I I think it's just Jacko. I think it's there's there's dogs who do that. Yeah, Dog, uh, some dogs like socks more than underwear. Jacko likes socks too, but usually socks are to make me chase him. Yeah, when it's underwear, he's quieter about it, so he can like just be <laughs> with like, it. This is dirtier. But <laughs> but socks, he will come into the office with a sock in his mouth and look at me until I look at him, and then I'll run off. So I chase him. <laughs> Jack, you're, the underwear is like Jack was porn moment. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm Ew. I'm being quiet in the closet. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> he's also chewed up my like pajama pants and stuff too. Oh, like anything that 
smells has like has been near your lady yep. bits. My vagina, yes. <laughs> so fucking gross. <laughs> uh, on that note. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you too. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. <laughs> and please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions, and we promise that we will keep your name out of it. <laughs> okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon, where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. okay. Thanks. thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.